You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight. Hey, Gordon, before I'm, I'm going to get your thoughts on some baseball questions, but did you see tonight in the NBA? Joel Embiid scored 70. I, I heard he had, uh, I think it was 59 going to the fourth. I heard that 70. one of the updates at the top of the hour. 70. 70. He had 70 points in their 133-123 win over the San Antonio Spurs. And Carl Anthony Towns, 62, Gordon, for the Timberwolves. 62. That's a lot of points for the big guy. His uh, his seventy points bre- breaks the uh, team record Wilt that was still. set by Wilt Chamberlain of sixty eight in sixty seven. So anytime you're going past Wilt Chamberlain, that's generally yeah that's that says good. that says a lot, right? That says a lot. Wembayama had thirty three and seven, and yeah. uh, he he got lapped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, he couldn't do anything with Embiid. No, bigger, much bigger. You know, he's he. Oof. And by the way, uh, Gordon, the 62 from Carl Anthony Towns, 44 in the first half. Mm-hmm. They lost to the Charlotte Hornets by three. <laughs> wow. Giannis had the previous high for a game this year, 64. Of so. course he did. Of course he did. 70. Feels 70? like a long time since somebody's had 70 yeah, in a game. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's, that's, I mean, that's a lot of shooting, Gordon Damon. Mm-hmm. Let me see. He was <laughs> well. Go ahead. He, put, he put up forty-one shots. <laughs> right. Well, you, you're going to have to put up some shots, right? <laughs> Twenty-four of forty-one, and he was twenty-one of twenty-three from the free throw line. Seventy points, eighteen rebounds, five assists, a turnover, a block, and a steal. It's a pretty good night. Played 37 minutes. Not bad. He's uh, he's pretty good. <laughs> he's not bad. He's pretty he, good. Oh, well, he's the reigning MVP, right? He definitely is. Yeah, he definitely so. is. And he's trying to get back there again. He's trying to get back there again. Although, uh, and, and very quietly, Tyrese Maxey, 18 points in 42 minutes. He played well, too. I like Tyrese Maxey. He's, he, he's really developed. He's, he's he really is. really come into his own. He's a... He's a taller, more efficient Emmanuel Quickly. Okay. That to me. He's a taller, more efficient Emmanuel Quickly. And and he, you know, he can he's he's good. He's really good. So seventy is the twelfth highest scoring game in NBA history. Wow. And he's the first guy to do it since Devin Booker in twenty seventeen. Hmm. Devin Booker. Devin Booker at seventy? Wow. I did apparently, yeah. I don't remember wow. that. I don't remember that. I don't remember that. Michael uh, Jordan's highest scoring game was sixty nine. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, why am I not surprised that Buddha's on the line because we're talking that. Sixers, right? Seventy, big fella. How you like that, Buddha? Seventy, seventy, hey, seven I zero. I love it, but uh, you know, just give me that in May. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I guess the San Antonio Spurs in January, you know, it is what it is. I mean, it's a good game. I, you know, I'm not mad at him or anything like that, but mm-hmm. you know, I just need that. I just need that guy to be healthy. You I know? hear you. He, he 
talk about Tyrese Maxey. The only difference between him and Quickly is a little bit of height. You know, the only difference is also is playing time. Because imagine if he was here on the Knicks, he'd be getting 20 minutes a game, too. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe. 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 <laughs> you might be right. You know how it is. You know how it yeah. is. Yeah. He, he won't be getting 42 like he got tonight. I'll say that. <laughs> he wouldn't be definitely, and he wouldn't be getting, be getting a free reign of shots. Some shots he needs to rein in. And sometimes he gets a little three happy for me, but you know mm-hmm. I love him. Yeah. But um, look, you were talking about these games. Uh, first, like you guys said, with the Bills, listen, I got to look at the head coach right now. If I could get Billichek off Rabel, I got to move on. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, there's certain coaches, and we know these guys in, in sports, and they're all around sports. I mean, you know, Doug Collins was this way. Marty Schottenheimer was this way, you know, regretfully, in a lot of ways, Buck Showalter's this way, and Tibbs. Like, you know, look, these guys are rigid, and they'll get you to a certain point, but, you know, and and they're culture builders. Like, when your team is bad, you bring them in, they set the culture and everything like that, but you need somebody else, you know, who's a little bit more innovative to bring you over the top. Mm -hmm. Now, with Allen, I'll disagree with you a little bit on this, Unc, where you were like, look, you can't blame him for anything. Uh, Part of the blame that I would give for him is two things. He did miss a lot of underneath receivers, not just digs. He missed the tight end a couple of times. But the problem that Buffalo has is, you know, the offensive coordinator got fired because he was turning the football over. And you could tell by the way that they called the game that they don't totally trust him. Mm -hmm. And and I've been a big um, Josh Allen supporter, but – you know, there's a difference between him and Mahomes and people trying to, you know, Greeny and all these other guys talking this foolishness about he's equal to Mahomes. Listen, all you got to know is look at Andy Reid. In any time that they need a big play, I feel totally comfortable letting Mahomes do his thing. Mm-hmm. And Buffalo, for, for good or bad, they don't feel totally comfortable doing that. So, you know, whether or not we want to admit to it, that, that that's a stain on, on his ledger to a certain extent. Yeah. Now, look, with the Lions – and the 49ers, the 49ers are vulnerable. Um, you know, the Lions, the offensive line is, is beastly. So if Green Bay had time to throw the ball, uh, I can't see where the Lions are not going to give Jared Goff time to throw the ball. Uh, side note, Chase Young is supremely overrated. Mm-hmm. But um, if you look, if you looked at that game with Green Bay, I, I feel like Love lost the game a little bit before those last couple of interceptions. In the red zone, there were there were times where he tried to force the ball. All he had to do was run. He could have ran yeah. it in two times there when they mm-hmm. were in the red zone and scored. So I hope he puts that like in his kitty for next year and becomes you know uh, 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 you know a little more versatile as a quarterback because he was forcing some throws. He has a great arm and the future's bright for him. But he yeah. forced a couple of throws. Mm-hmm. Now the Ravens and the Chiefs, the game of the year, the game we're all looking forward to. It's the best quarterback in the league, right? Patrick Mahomes versus the best NFL football player in the league, which is Lamar Jackson. You know, Reed has a slight edge over um, Harbaugh as a coach, but it's not like the edge that he has over McDermott. Mm-hmm. Harbaugh is a proven winner. He's won a Super Bowl before. And what I would say is this. This is the year Mahomes is not going to get to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And the reason why is when you look at the Ravens' defense, not only do they get pressure on the quarterback, and, and if Humphreys comes back, this is going to make it even worse for, for um, the receivers because the receivers are pedestrian. Mahomes is great, and mm-hmm. he makes some that, that throw that he made, what you call him on the sideline, was an unbelievable throw. Yeah. Yeah. But he makes those guys better. But the Ravens, where their excel is, not only do they pressure the quarterback, 
not only are they good tacklers, they don't hit and try to get the, the, the phenomenon. They rap. One of the few teams that rap mm-hmm. when they make tackles. Mm-hmm. But their linebackers can play the run, and along with the kid Hamilton, they can play the center of the field. So if you take Kelsey away, that totally changes everything that, that the Chiefs are going to do. I, I fully expect the Ravens to win this game. And also, one thing I noticed, Lamar Jackson was tight in the first half of that game. You know, you hear these things about how you can't win and you can't do this and you mm-hmm, can't do that. Mm-hmm. Once you get over that hump, you watch how free he plays in this game right here. Yeah. He's going to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. You might be right, Booth. Thanks for the phone call. I mean, you would say they have been in the AFC. Gordon, they've been the best team. Oh, no All question. All season. Oh, and it's no not question. even close. No, no question. I mean, they didn't just beat teams. They, they destroyed teams. Yeah. I mean, they hammered teams. So, uh, no. And, With and injuries. Their defense, their defense, they can beat you any way they want to beat you. Yep. They can beat you in a variety of ways. They're the best scoring defense. They get turnovers. They get uh, sacks. They, they they do everything. So, um I would disagree with Buddha that the best football player is Lamar Jackson. I think that if anybody had a chance to pick the best guy, now Lamar Jackson's had the best season. He's the mm-hmm. MVP this year. Yeah. But if anybody had a chance to pick anybody, <laughs> they're, they're picking the other guy. Mahomes, Mahomes yeah. is ridiculous. He is. And it really, you know what it really does? It like you were watching yesterday and trying to watch the Bills trying to get pressure or the Dolphins trying to. Get, it really makes you. Um, appreciate that Buccaneers Super Bowl win yeah. that they, because they got it. Now, their offensive line was different then, and it was yep. terrible, and was they brutal. were missing guys and everything else, but that that was the one time you've seen him look like he, he was a bum. He didn't even mm-hmm. look good that day. He looked like no. a bum that day. So right. it just shows the importance of the offensive line. <laughs> Are you talking to Jet and Giant fans? Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> they kind of know. <laughs> they, they, they should. They should know by now. They I mean, th- know. I mean, how many – in the, in the course of the year, what would be the over-under in the course of the year of how many conversations either you or I solo or together have had about the Jets or Giants? Oh, Jesus. Oh, there's there's no number that would be too high. No. Mm-mm. No. No. I mean, from, from last year, from, I mean, Gordon, from opening day of, the, of baseball. <laughs> We've been mm-hmm. taking phone calls. Well, I mean, that. at this point, we're moving different quarterbacks. Yeah, right? we were talking about it with Darnold. We we're talking about it with Zach Wilson. We're going to yep. talk about it with with Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. with, the, with the Giants. We're going to we're, we we talked about it with Eli, right? Yeah, we, we talked about it with Daniel Jones. And if they pick another quarterback this year, we'll be talking about it with him too. We'll still be talking. Yeah. We'll still be talking. Like with you next on ninety eight seven ESPN. You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight. Box Bonanza number five. We're giving away over $10,000 in cash and prizes. All qualifiers will get a $25 Fanatics gift card and a chance to uh, one of 10 Super Box prizes. Get your box for the big game by listening mornings to DPH and Rothenberg. Afternoons, Barton Hahn and the Michael K Show. This year's big game payouts. First and third quarters, $500, bucks for halftime, and the final score payout of two grand and it's all brought to you by Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey and the brand new Tullamore Dew Honey and Security Dodge. Come get some. For full contest details, go to superboxbonanza.com. Uh, Larry, I screwed some, some some stuff up. Okay. I forgot last year Donovan Mitchell and Damian Lillard both had 71 in a game. 
I remember wow. the Donovan Mitchell game. I don't remember yes. the Damian Lillard game. Yeah, I didn't either. That's probably the because it happened on the West Coast. I was in bed already, but um, <laughs> I said that uh, Devin Booker was the last guy to score mm-hmm. that much. Obviously, that was incorrect. And the way no, scores right. have been this year, there might be some more. You never know. It's crazy. I'm looking at like a list of all time. It's basically if you find a name that's not Wilt Chamberlain, it's a surprise. Like mm-hmm. Wilt Chamberlain, 100. Kobe Bryant, 81. Wilt Chamberlain, mm-hmm. 78. Wilt Chamberlain, 73. Wilt Chamberlain, 73. Wilt Chamberlain, 72. Elgin Baylor, 71. David Robinson, 71. Mm-hmm. Wilt Chamberlain, 70. Like it's just littered it's with Wilt right Chamberlain. Yep. It's going. He was dominant. He was. Yeah. He was dominant. And I get there's some people who will say, well, yeah, but who was playing against him? Who was this? Who, who was that? It's, it's not his fault. It's not his fault. He, he could only he play against the people he was playing against. And he was <laughs> dominant. I mean, do? he wasn't just beating them. He was killing them. What was he going to do? I mean, yeah. you know. And then when Lou Alcindor slash Kareem came in, it was interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, but then he was older. But, I mean, you know, he, here's the biggest problem for him, Gordon. He has all the records. But once again... He came along at the time when Bill Russell had a better team. Mm-hmm. So there were championships that he should have won that he didn't. Okay? Young in his career. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, to be fair, they should not have let the Knicks come back and beat them in that 70 series. Willis Reed's out. Right. I mean, you know, they, they just, uh, I mean, Walt Frazier had, to, had, to get, had a career night in game seven of that series. Career night. Willis Reed had a couple of baskets, and it was a when Willis Reed hit the court, the Lakers were done. That game was over. So now, of course, he gets the championship with the Lakers in '72, and then in the rematch with the Knicks again, the Knicks come back and beat them. So he ends up losing to the Knicks, uh, you know, three times. I mean, twice. He ends up losing. To, he won once and lost twice against mm-hmm. them when he was a Laker. So you know, but he was, Gordon. He was outstanding. <laughs> he was Shaq. Right, just dominant, yeah. Dominant. He was Shaq. You couldn't stop him. You couldn't do nothing with him. He was Shaq. That's what he was. Oh, it's crazy. Lonnie's in Harlem. What's up, Lonnie? Larry, OG Larry, Uncle G, Chantel, Julian, company, how we doing? Um, Just wanted to call in because I had did a... um, interview with uh, Uncle G not too long ago and uh, just wanted to cause a little trouble because Larry, he told me you were... you haven't invited him out to Long Island for no ball. That is that is not that no is not what I said. Sunday. That is not what I said at all. No, you asked he, 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 Larry. He asked the question: Do you and Larry hang out when you're not working together? Mm-hmm. And I said, Well, Larry's out on Long Island. I'm in New Jersey. We, there's not much chance to to bump into mm-hmm. each other at the at the mall or at the store right. or stuff like that and, and right. larry's busy with his life going on out there he's got his his granddaughter with all the makeup and everything else i got mm-hmm. my son driving me around that places now so is that nice it is it, it's nice but it's a little sounds unnerving it, it's a little ner- yeah it's it, I, need- I had to get in the passenger car i felt like a, i felt like it's <laughs> so emasculating. You're sitting in the passenger seat looking around. It's not, you need a shot of Telemordu when you got I, home, huh? I did need a shot. I needed more than honey, too. Oh, you could have Jack drive you out there or at least halfway until you, know, until you get yeah, a little bit. I don't know if he's ready for the GWB either. just yet. But, Lonnie, you know. Lonnie yeah, let me, let me say this. About that. Let me say this, Lonnie. When, and Gordon's familiar with Long Island. When you understand where I am yes, <laughs> in relationship well, to Gordon... 
Right. And, and I understand where Gordon is in relationship to me. It's okay. Monty, you you got to pack an overnight bag. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you gotta, well, you guys got to meet in the middle or something. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, to have a little sleepover. But I also wanted to call in and say, because mm-hmm. I just tweeted it as well. I don't know, maybe because today was the day that he, uh, Kobe dropped 81 18 years ago. And, you know, Kobe did have a great influence on the league. Mm-hmm. So did Jordan. So did, you know, uh, just as you guys was talking about, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Um I don't know if that really may have had a part in it. Maybe, you know, the, the players maybe looked up or, or know what today was and decided mm-hmm. like Joel and B and Cat just decided to go crazy because 70 points is 62. That's that's quite the feat, especially for big men like yes. this. So it's true. I just uh, wanted to say that too because, like I said, I was sitting there thinking like, well, yeah, you know, 70 and I was like, I think because I had saw something where I saw that Kobe did, you know, I, obviously I remember the day, but I didn't mm-hmm. know it was exactly this day. And I was just like, wow, that's crazy that they – that they went out and did that today, and maybe that they, you know, that it was in the back of their mind, or they was reminded of it, mm. of it being today, and they was like, oh, you know what, maybe I'm going to go out and have myself a Kobe day, so I just wanted to call him and say You know what, Lonnie, that's an interesting point, because, and, and thanks for the phone call, because, Gordon, when you listen to, and, and you heard it, of course, players love Jordan, Obviously, okay? They emulated Jordan because he was so good and won championships. People love and respect LeBron. But, Gordon, there was a certain relationship with Kobe and so many of these young players that he had an influence on them that, that is it's, – it's deep in the sense that they constantly talk about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. they, every time you – they constantly – man, it was Kobe. It was – you know, when I spoke with him, he was that Mamba. Everybody talked that Mamba mentality. Go practice. Go open the gym. Go do these other things. So he had a real, a real effect on players, on a lot of younger players today as he got older. And it's interesting because, you know, we look at Michael Jordan when he was younger and the criticism you have about Kobe when he was younger, about well, Kobe just wanted to do it by himself, and Kobe was a ball hog, and Kobe did nothing but shoot, and Kobe didn't want to pass the ball. <laughs> you say the same thing about Michael Jordan mm-hmm. when he first started. It wasn't until that's why you know he was great, but he didn't win until they brought Scottie Pippen in, right? Because he needed somebody else to help him. Because then you could just okay, he could score all he wants to. <laughs> One doesn't be five in the NBA. You know, keep going. So. That influence, or maybe that did have something to do to it because there are just so many players, and especially because of the tragedy that he left us and left us so early, it's it even had more of an impact on on the, on the players, and they have really, uh, you know, just not only idolized, but they have almost become a disciple of Kobe Bryant, right? They, they, they've soaked up everything that he said to them and, and all the the wisdom and knowledge and experience that he gave them, and they just, they just, they, they idolize him. And so, uh, you know, it, it is an interesting point, Lonnie, that maybe that was something in the back of their mind. Well, I mean, Kobe's there, the guy they grew up watching, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Kobe's last year was like 2015 or something like that. So a lot mm-hmm. of these guys, that was right in their wheelhouse of, of uh, that are playing now. So he's much more of their contemporary, and um, it would not be a surprise if, if that uh, – was more than a, just a coincidence. Yeah, no question about it. Because he was, I mean, Gordon. <laughs> that, I remember watching him, covering him in his first All-Star game. It was mm-hmm. at the Garden. 
and he was just running around Gordon. He was, oh, he was such a talent. You, you knew his talent was unmatched. He was, he could do it all. He could do it all. It was just a matter of him understanding that it's okay to have help. You know, that whole thing of, I don't trust somebody else. I, I can trust me. I know I can make this shot. I'm not trusting anybody else. And it wasn't until, you know, Phil Jackson got in there and tried to, you know, with the Zen, the Zen and the different stories and the homework that he gave the Lakers. And, you know, of course, them, the battles that they had internally with Shaq, but then between he and Shaq, but then Gordon, when they just, you know, seeing him just drive the middle and pass on to Shaq and Shaq with the big dunk. I mean, Gordon, if they could, if they could have survived each other. Yeah. Oh my God. How many Nobody more championships right. would yeah, they have won? Course. Yeah. I mean, it was, a, it, was, it was crazy that they had not won one. Like, every year, it was like, how could they disappoint when you have these two guys yeah. until Phil got there? Yeah. He taught them how to win. I guess so, right? They didn't know how to win. They didn't know what it took to win. And, of course, because he won with Michael, okay? Yeah. And I, it was so clear that Kobe took his entire personality. Yes. After Michael. After Michael. Yes, he did. Even the even the the attitude and the will to win. Oh, absolutely. Now he, I think he kind of made it more of his person. Like for Jordan, it was there, but it wasn't as public. I don't feel like mm -hmm. as it was with, with Kobe. The the Mamba mentality, all that type yeah. of stuff, was really yep. out there, yeah, and public about it. He he was he was the ultimate competitor. Mm -hmm. He would have you know, Gordon. He would have beat you with dominoes, marbles, right? Whatever. He was coming for you. He was coming for you. Gordon, I'm going to ask you a question. You know, uh, tomorrow the Hall of Fame will be announced. Members going yeah. into the Hall of Fame baseball. Mm -hmm. I've got a couple of names, and I'm curious if you think they'll make it. We'll get Gordon's thoughts next on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight. All right, Gordon, we, got, we don't know who the folks are going to be on the ballot yet. Mm -hmm. But I'm just curious because there's some folks that are up, that are available this year. Uh, and I want to get your thoughts on them. Uh, does Gary Sheffield make it? I know that it, it seems like, I think this is his final year and he's getting like that final year push. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I'll be honest. There was a time in my life where who made it into the Hall of Fame in yeah. baseball and who – it really mattered to me. Mm -hmm. But when the – whatever they're calling the Veterans Committee now – Yeah. Um, allowed some of the guys in here the last couple of years, mm -hmm. uh, it, it's kind of lost something for me. Now, look, yeah. did, I think Gary Sheffield was a Hall of Fame player, but the fact that the steroid – uh, and look, it's not even a cloud. He admitted he used stuff. He says mm -hmm. it was unknowingly. I, I find that very hard to believe that he. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> Barry Bonds gave you this stuff. Uh, <laughs> let me try this. Oh, wow, this stuff works really well. No wonder you I, hit seventy home yeah. runs. <laughs> so, I, I, if you if you're somebody who wants to see the steroid guys in, mm -hmm. I, I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. Uh, yeah. But he was a Hall of Fame player to me. So if he does mm -hmm. get in, uh, it will not. At least, I, I would much rather see a guy who gets in, who at least the numbers are there. Right. His numbers were there. Mm -hmm. His, he, you know, when Harold Baines gets in, I have a bigger yeah, problem Yeah, I know. That. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. Um, 
Gordon, he was mad with the baseball. Yes. He he hit the baseball so hard. I mean, he swung hard and he hit it hard. He he attacked. He attacked the baseball. He did. He was um I remember talking to him. Uh remember we used to do that uh segment Baseball Tonight? Mm-hmm. We used to do a part of the K show hosted by Don LaGreca. Yep. And, you know, we would talk to players before the game and, and you know, get some inside preview and stuff like that. And <laughs> he and I got into a discussion and he was like, so you think only hitters are doing this? You th- right. So you think only hitters may be, you know, doing all the stuff that they're talking about. Oh, there's pitchers doing this stuff too. Oh, there's I'm no sure, question. I'm sure everybody doing was doing it. Yeah, yeah. He says no And he said, and he said, there's some future Hall of Famers doing this stuff. And I was like. <laughs> Including him. <laughs> future Hall of Fame. He's talking about future Hall of Fame pitchers. I'm like, future Hall of Fame pitchers? Mm. Like, you know, Clemens? Yeah. You know, Roger? Mm-hmm. So, you know, so, you know, kept my head spinning. Uh, so that was interesting. Well, look, I mean, um, Gary Sheffield, in terms of the numbers, you know, if you take all that other stuff out of it, uh, he was definitely – the numbers are there. I don't think – he never won an MVP, but he finished top five, one, two, three times. He finished sixth once. He finished ninth once. So, I mean, the numbers are there. He struck out 300 fewer times than he walked. Yeah. He had more walks than strikeouts, 292 lifetime average, 393 on base and a 514 slugging. And if you wanted a batting – Stance. Oh man, that looked threatening. Yes, that that bat waggle that he had. Yes, the the epitome of cool. Outstanding. Mm-hmm. It was outstanding. Gordon, you must have loved those days. I mean, they should have won more titles, but you know him and A Rod and Jeter mm-hmm. and you know the lineup. It's Posada. You know, towards the end, and I mean, yeah. I mean, even at oh. 35, he got to the Yankees at 35, and he put up a 290, 393, 534 season. Oh. An OPS plus of 141. I mean, that's <laughs> ridiculous. He was angry. He, he, swung the, he swung. When he had the bat in his hand, he was angry. Mm-hmm. He was angry. Um, Carlos Beltran. Uh, I'm not I, sure, I, Gordon. I'm yeah. Not, I'm not sure. I, I'm still of the belief that if I got to really think about it, he doesn't get in. And he doesn't get in. And I think Carlos mm-hmm. Baltron is a very good player. Very good. Maybe even a great player, but I don't, I don't. Is he a Hall of Famer? Yeah. Well, what doesn't... is a Hall of Famer now, Gordon? See, that's the, like you said with mm-hmm. the Bears. What is a Hall of Famer? See, I'm fine if, if there are guys who don't get in in a single uh-huh. year, but yeah. it doesn't seem like that that's. That's the way they want to go. They, they want they, they want people in there every year, and it used to be almost like the writers were. It almost felt like they were trying to keep guys out. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now it's about how can we get these guys in? It's yeah. a, it's it's, it, and I think that it's kind of, and maybe the the old way of doing it was wrong, right? Mm-hmm. Like maybe there should have been a little bit of an easier judge, but now it feels like all bets are off. Yeah, it does. Billy Wagner. I don't like closers in there uh, unless you're the elite of the elite. If mm-hmm. you're a specialist, I, I, I would say no. Yeah. Well, I'll say if um, – I hear what you're saying. Um, oh, it's some very good name. numbers, but – The guy from San Diego uh, that got in. Uh, led uh, the National League. Uh, in, yeah, in, Hoffman. Trevor Hoffman. Trevor Hoffman. Yeah. 
Gordon, if he got in. <laughs> yeah, I, I hear you. I mean, especially in big spots. I wouldn't trust him in a big spot. Everybody uh, should be in if he right. got in. Because, he, I mean, he had the – with all due respect, he has the numbers. He has the numbers. That's but the Gordon – No, absolutely. Big oh. spot, especially the Yankees. You don't need to oh, tell please. me. I mean, come on. <laughs> you are happy <laughs> to – bring him – come on, bring him in. Yeah. I mean, bring he, had 600, he did have 600 saves in his he career. Did. Again, did. if you're asking me – Numbers, he, sitting he on the Sitting on the rocking chair, tell me about the greatest baseball players that you've ever seen. It's going to be a long time before I get to Trevor Hoffman. <laughs> But he did have the numbers. Had the numbers. Right. Had so it's kind of hard to argue with that. But, yeah, I hear what you're saying. Um, now they got some first-timers on the ballot this year. Uh, Adrian Beltre? I... Adrian Beltre I would not have a problem with. I, I feel like Adrian Beltre, you, you take a look at his. Now, it, it, unfortunately, he never really got to. Um, he, he was never here. So right. it, it kind of hurts was, him a little bit. Yeah. Um, but. He was yeah. big in Texas. Yeah, I mean, he he was he was in the majors at the age of twenty. He played forever. Yeah, and he finished um, two eighty six, three thirty nine, four eighty. Mm hmm. Uh, just short of five hundred home runs, four seventy seven. Drove yeah. in over seventeen hundred runs. Yeah, I, I don't have a. It, it, he he really kind of helped his case later in his career. Usually, it's the first half of your career mm -hmm. with him. Yeah, he it was got much better. More the second half of his career, but yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't have a. I would like to see you know a little bit more All Star game represented. Mm -hmm. I think he was only a five time All Star, a four time All Star, but I, I don't have a. Again, if you're asking me the way I would avoid, if I had a vote, uh, probably not. But I mm -hmm. would be okay with there being like I would only have it be. Yeah, I absolute you. because that's when you. the Hall of Fame mattered, and now that they're letting all these guys in, mm -hmm. uh, it, it feels like it doesn't matter nearly as much anymore. Does A Rod ever get in, Gordon? I don't think so. Oh, it's terrible. I mean, it, Bro, I know. I understand. He was suspended, though. He, I mean, yeah, it, I it is a difference. He was like, you can make the case for guys like Sheffield or some other guys who like up until when did they have the agreement? Like it was like it was the Wild West for a long period of time. Mm -hmm. And then they said, OK, you cannot do this. This is against the rules of baseball to do right. this. And we're going to hand out suspensions. Mm -hmm. So maybe you can give a pass to the guys because it was the Wild West and there were no rules and everybody was doing it. Okay, fine. A-Rod was doing it even past that. <laughs> he, was, he, was, he was doing it well past that and got suspended for the, the whole season and everything um, else. and Sued some folks. <laughs> you know, right. Go down swinging, right? You don't, peak, don't, don't be like Carlos Beltran with the bat on your shoulder. Nope. You go down uh -oh. swinging, Larry. We double down. Double yeah, down. I did it. Absolutely. Yeah, everybody else was doing it too. So I'm suing mm -hmm. you. I want to be back. And now he's a ambassador for baseball. Is this David Wright? What year is this for David Wright? Uh, I think I think I think this would be. I think he could be. If not, I think he's on this year. I think he could be up this year. Right. I think well, this he's up this year. year. Is this his first year on the I ballot? I think this is. I think. I think this is his first time. Yeah, it's okay. got to be five years. Okay, yeah, it's got to yeah. be. It should be his first time. Well, does it reset? Because he came back in 2018 and he only played like two games. I guess it resets from that point. Yeah, I guess okay. it does. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll be interested to see where David Wright winds up. I don't, I don't think he's going to get in, but. I don't either. Um, his back just killed him. Yeah. Well, he's, 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 the, he's the Mets Mattingly, right? He was on yeah, track exactly. to make it there. And, exactly. It's exactly um, who he is.
exactly who he is. He was, you know, I remember having conversations with uh, Willie Randolph mm-hmm. before he flew out to the West Coast to have to t- come back to be oh fired. Oh, my God. What a uh, <laughs> and he was talking about, we were talking about, because there was this conversation about where where he was in the batting order. Is he ready to bat cleanup yet? Mm-hmm. And it was, well, you know, he's ready. He's the next young guy. Let's put him clean up. And Willie's like, I don't want him clean up yet. And there was that whole this thing about, you know, batting him clean up and whatnot. So, I mean, it's, he he was the Mets, Gordon. He was. Yeah, he was your guy, right? He when, was our guy. He, yep, he was when, our Derek Jeter. Absolutely. He was our Jeter. You know, everything you wanted about him, you loved him. He was mm-hmm. represented the team. He was the mm-hmm. face of the team. He was he was he was our Jeter. And um, you know, our guy, we brought him up, you know, from our system and he was great. And it's just uh, you know, it's just unfortunate. And much like Jeter, Gordon, win or lose, he was right there by his right by his did things the right way. Right right in the clubhouse, right by his locker, where he was supposed to be. Always there. Gave you a, a ton of time. Just mm-hmm. Class act, Gordon. Class act. Class act. We'll continue the conversation next on 98.7 ESPN.